Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. So two weeks ago, we've been talking, you know, since, uh, you know, I think we had an interruption of something, and I started off talking about healing, and uh, just wanted to get it clear in your mind that it is always God's will to heal. Always. Always. I don't care what you experience. I don't care what, you, what you've heard, what you've seen. I don't care about it. It's always God's will to heal. So we established that. Then we came back and we started talking two weeks ago about why some people don't get healed. And so I had a, an, an entire list of, of stuff here, and we really don't have time to go through it. So if you want to hear that, you need to go back to the website and you know, pull that up from two weeks ago. But just kind of run down the list really quickly. There's ignorance of the word. You don't know what's in the word. People think that the that God puts sickness on people sometimes. It's not God, it's, it's the devil. You know, we gave you scripture for that. Um, then there was a mental ascent. You, it's mentally, you know what the word says, but it's not in your heart. You know, you have faith comes out of your heart, not out of your head. So that's the reason some people don't get healed. Sometimes people are depending on somebody else's faith to do the job. Mm, not going to happen. You need to be persuaded for yourself. Uh, sometimes you can be surrounded by unbelief. You know, and I gave you some examples of that. Uh, it doesn't help you to be with the wrong people at a time like that. I mean, the man who was on the, on, the, on the bed of sickness had four crazy friends who tore up a roof and let him down. That's the kind of people you need in your life. Not the kind of people who say, oh, now don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. I, I've had that happen. I've had somebody say that to me. Don't get your hopes up. You know, that's, that's, not, that's not always the way it's going to work. And I'm going, Pastor, I mean, when that, that family member told me that, he said, don't talk to them again until this is over. And he's, he was absolutely right. Uh, sometimes, uh, because of our own disobedience or rebellion, God's not able to get that blessing of healing to us. It's not that he's withholding it. It's just there's a stoppage, you know, in, the, in between me and my healing. Uh, how about not walking in love? Mm, big one right there. Uh, unforgiveness. You can't hold on to unforgiveness. I was just reading something today from a medical standpoint that says that is bad for you. Physically, it's bad for you not to, not to forgive somebody. The medical community sees that. Um, how about worry? If all you're doing is worrying, you worry, worry and fear go hand in hand. And together, they cannot coexist with faith. Faith does not operate in the same realm as worry or fear. How about not following God's plan for your life? When you're out of your place, your blessings can't get to you. We went back to the scripture where uh, I think it was Elijah uh, was, was told to go to a certain place. And he said, I will feed you there. Sometimes people don't know where their there is. And sometimes they do know where they're there is. They just don't want to go there. Well, if you don't want to go there, you can do without the blessings. Hallelujah. How about not being led by your spirit? We're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight in connection with what we're, what we're going to be talking about. Um, how about not recognizing your own faith level? You know, where are you? You know, some people want to believe, okay, I've got this, this issue in my back. And they want to just zoom out here. I'm going to believe God for this. Well, they can't believe God to heal that finger that they just burned. Come on. 
you got to recognize where your faith level is because when you don't get the one that's way out here, all it does is discourage you. But if you can, you can find where you can hook up 100%, when your spirit can hook up 100% this, at this place, at this level, then when you get it, that just encourages you so much. So you got to recognize those things. How about words? We talked about people and their words. I mean, you can't go around saying, I, you know, my family, nobody in my family lived past the age of this, and I guess I won't either. You can't go around saying that and expect to live past it. Your words will do you in. They will do you in because it's coming out of your mouth. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We have to be cautious about what comes out. You know, I'm sick to death of this. No, you're not. You think, well, that's just, it's just, it's just a, a, a saying. That saying will get you killed. That saying will keep you from getting your healing because you keep hearing yourself say that kind of stuff and it just reinforces on the inside of you what you're not going to have. So you've got to stop that. Sometimes people don't get healed because they just get tired of the fight. You know, and I've, I've seen that, you know, in people. And I tell you what, just from personal experience, I, can, I will honestly say I will never, ever judge anybody who just gets tired and says, I'm, I'm going to go home. I'm just going to go home. You know, if you want to go home, fine. You just go home. I mean, after all, the devil doesn't win when you wind up in heaven. Now does he? I mean, maybe you should have stayed longer. Maybe there was more you needed to do. But if you just got tired of the fight, go home and enjoy yourself. You know, there'd be angels singing, angels meeting you at the gate. Jesus saying, come on in. You know, nobody's going to say, look at you and go, ugh, no, no. You just get on right back on down there and just keep fighting. If you're tired of the fight, he'll let you come home. Um, then there is this, and this is what we're going to talk about tonight. It's not getting any medical aid. Now, I know that when in Word of Faith circles, what has happened over the years is people get into church where healing and faith is taught, and they come away with the idea that to be successful Christian, for everybody to look at you like they, you want them to look at you, is you can't go to a doctor. That is not so. That is not so. Some people do not get medical aid just out of the guilt associated because they, they feel this pressure to perform because you go, I'm a faith person. I go to a faith church. And they have this guilt thing going, oh, I, I, can't, let, or I can't let anybody find out I went to a doctor. That's just crazy. You know, over the years, you know, we have been very, Pastor and I have, have experienced some major medical things, and we have not been shy about sharing that with you. Because, after all, you're our family. And family sticks together. And family prays for one another. And family encourages one another and upholds one another. You know, and so all during the, the fact when he had cancer 20-something years ago and me when I had cancer 20 years ago and his heart issue that back in 2015, all these things, we shared them with you, you know, for a lot of reasons. Number one, because we want you to, standing with us. But number two, we want you to know that medicine is a fine thing to use. There is nothing wrong with you going to a doctor. Absolutely nothing. And so we're going to talk about, about medicine. But then the other thing is, some people are just absolutely in pride. I'm a big faith man. I got this covered. You know, I'm gonna... There was a man who came to this church 
for a while who, who had gone blind. And he had been told that all he needed was a simple operation. And he was determined he was just going to get his healing on his own. And it got to the point where his wife had to lead him around. He could not see one thing. And he did this for several years while he was believing God. Well, I think that was ridiculous. Because he was cheating himself. He was cheating his wife. He was cheating the, the body of Christ. And, and all because of his pride. All because of his pride. Listen, there is a verse in Proverbs. Let me find because I've... Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 6, it says, In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord, and he will direct your path. He'll direct your path. Listen, if you're believing God and, you, and you don't, you're not seeing any results and you've, you've kind of ticked off the box of some of these other things, that you, you know, you've got those squared away, you might ought to say, God, what do you want me to do? Where should, what should be my next step be? Because there are times when you need some medical assistance. This man, after, I don't know, it was probably in excess of five years that he was blind when he finally went and got the operation. That was five wasted years. Wasn't that ridiculous? I had a lady uh, a number of years ago who, who moved away to, to, uh, to be in near Vanderbilt University where they, they could treat the, the problem that she had. And they had already been talking to her about a lung transplant. And uh, she said, I will not have a lung transplant. I said, wait a minute. Have you asked God what you should do? Well, no. I said, well, then I wouldn't rule that out. You know, you might not want to, but what has God got to say about it? There's a verse, and I did not write it down. Let me see if I can find it real quick. That, um, ah, yeah, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. It says, there's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you were able, but will with the temptation, and this can be the trial, you know, what's going on, uh, also make a way of escape. Sometimes the way of escape is a medical way. Listen, I'm not telling you to, to, to uh, just ditch the word in favor of medicine, but I'm telling you not to ditch medicine just because you think you can, you can handle it on your own either. Do you honestly think that, that uh, medicine is a bad thing? Medicine has been the, the source of much help to millions of people for generations and generations and generations and generations. Do you think something that is that good could possibly have been brought into play by the devil? No. I believe medicine was, was promoted by God. If you look at Genesis 1, uh, verse 12 and verse 29, it says that God gave Adam every herb. And every fruit-bearing tree. He gave all the... Do you know that about a quarter of the medicines that we use today in this country come from plants? Come from plants. For instance, digitalis, which is used for heart conditions, comes from a digitalis leaf. Quinine, which is used in malaria, comes from a, a tree that I can't pronounce. Uh, penicillin comes from mold. Aspirin comes from the bark of the willow tree. Codeine comes from poppies. 
God put so much stuff in the earth to help man. You know, and, and I don't want you to think that I'm saying, okay, just forget it, just go to the doctor or just go to your medicine cabinet every time something happens. Really, medicine comes into play so that we can help relieve the symptoms in our body so that we can use that time to build our faith. Somebody made this wonderful statement one time years ago. said, it's easy to believe God for healing when you're not sick. Isn't that something? But you need to be ready to believe God for your healing when you are sick. You know, but in between, if you need some medical assistance, then go get it. I, uh, I think that, that somebody made this statement one time too. Uh, you've heard this many times, I know. The natural, medicine is like this. The ne- medicine is in God together. The natural and the supernatural coming together make an explosive force for God. I said two weeks ago, the point is for you to stay here and fulfill the plan of God for your life until it's time for you to go home. That is the point. There are people out there that you are destined to run into, to minister to, to be a blessing to, to change their lives. And it's very possible that if you're not here to do it, there won't be anybody who will somebody's eternal destiny is lying in your hands. You need to stay here until you're ready to go and you know you're done. Hallelujah. Um, you know, even in, in, uh, in the Old Testament, we find places like in 2 Kings 20, you find the same story in Isaiah 38. King Hezekiah, you know, Isaiah went to him and he said, this night that your life's going to be required of you. And the king turned his face to the wall and began to plead with God. And God grabbed the prophet and said, go back. Go back and tell him. He's got, I'll give him 15 more years if he'll do what he said he's going to do. And so when he went back, he told the king that God's, God is going to give you 15 years because he had changed his heart. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't that God changed his mind. It's just that now he has a new place to, to, to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? to deal with this king over because the king has a change of heart. So anyway, he goes back in there and he says, God's given you 15 more years. Basically, make the best of it. But before he left, he told them to go get a bunch of figs and make a poultice and put on the boil that Hezekiah had. That medicine drew the poison out of his body. So you see examples, you know, of, of medicine there in that particular instance. In Luke, the 10th chapter, verses 30 through 37, you have the story of the Good Samaritan. And uh, three different things were medical aids in that story. Number one, the wine he poured in to the wounds was acted as an antiseptic, kind of like iodine would be today. Number two, he poured in oil. That oil protected it from more bacteria and kept the wounds moist and from drying out. And number three, he put a protective dressing on it. Again, protection from more bacterial infection and keeping it moist. In verse 33 of that particular passage, Jesus called this compassionate. And in verse 37, he called it merciful. Do you know medicine is an example of God's compassion and mercy? When you stop to think of medicine in, that, in those terms, you understand that medicine had to come from the, from the mind of God. 
And it had to come from his heart because he knows you and I are not always on our game. He knows that you and I are going to be in a place where we're just not up to it. Our faith is not where it needs to be for this particular situation. That, that, that it's maybe it's come on suddenly, you didn't know anything about it, you know, and, you, and, and it's life-threatening. Listen, you can, you can take time when it's a cold. You can take time when it's a bad cough. But if you've got cancer in those lungs, you haven't got the time. You need to do something about it. And I shared with you the story for me, you know, when I found out I had cancer in, in 2000, and gracious, I knew something was going on in 2001, but we actually got it diagnosed in the early 2002. And um, I had one symptom, one major symptom, and I was smart enough to know that's not good. And I was on the phone the next day to a doctor's office. Now, it took a whole month to get into them, but I didn't wait I mean, I saw her the day after Christmas of 2001. I was having a test done in early 2002. And by the 13th of January, I was on a surgeon's table. And when they got through doing that, I found out it had already begun to spread. There was no time to wait. Men, don't think it's macho to ignore the symptoms in your body. You are putting your family at risk. You're putting your life at risk, your family's well-being at risk, your church's well-being at risk, and God's plan at risk. Do you hear me? You know, there's this, you know, everybody laughs about how men are just so, so stubborn and, and bullheaded that they won't go to a doctor when there's something wrong. Don't be like that. When something seems wrong, you need to start listening right here to find out if there's something you need to do. I don't want you running to a doctor and becoming a hypochondriac, you know, every time one, some little thing is wrong. But sometimes it is a little thing. The symptoms are just a little thing. But you have to be aware of what your spirit man is saying to you. In 2015, pastor was, was having some discomfort in his chest. That's all it was, some discomfort. There were other symptoms looking back now that were there, but you, they were so, so, you know, insignificant, really, that you didn't really think too much about it. But he had these just discomfort in his chest. And so I sent him down to the EMT station, you know, down the road. And they put some leads on him and said, oh, you know, something doesn't look quite right on the front of your heart. I think we ought to take you in. That got him in there. And, and a PA and a, and a cardiologist came along and said, I think it's probably just, you know, a digestive problem. It's probably not heart-related. But an ER doctor said, no. He said, mm-mm, you're going you're gonna to get a heart cath. They did a heart cath. And when the heart cath was over, the report I got was he was hanging on by a thread. All because of some discomfort in his chest. Listen, if you experience anything that's out of the ordinary, if you experience something that is significant, don't put it off. I know men can say, well, I don't have time. I've got this job to do. I've got this to do. Do you have time to just die? You'll have all the time in the world when you die. You'll have all the time in the world. But, I, but I'll lose this money. You don't think God can make that up to you? God who is the provider and the healer, you don't think he can make that up? Of course he can. 
Well, I don't want anybody to think I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not macho. Well, of course, they never say that. <laughs> never say that. You know, I'm a big, tough guy. Go, for Pete's sake. We have lost some people because they did not go at the first sign of a significant symptom. There was an evangelist that we knew years ago at Ramah, and he had significant symptoms in his body. Now, I never heard him preach, but I was told that he could preach the house tops down, that he was one fireball. And I'm telling you, he was an evangelist, and he would go anywhere and everywhere, and people would just get saved right and left, and he'd go on the mission field and everything. And he ignored those symptoms until it was too late. Listen, God's going to try to get you there before it's too late. But you have to cooperate with him so that it doesn't become too late. For me, I went as soon as I knew something was wrong. You know, we had, a, we had a almost two-month you know, swing in there before, I could, before we actually got that thing out of my body. But in the meantime, you know, God was working the plan. Working the plan. It was already, it had already escaped, you know, and it was already in lymph nodes, you know, but here I am today, 20, almost 20 years later. So do not ignore these things. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I started the series on healing specifically to get to this point is to tell you to pay attention to your body. You know, we talked the last time about taking care of your body. You have to be a good steward of the body God has given you. You take care of it. And, and then you know when, when something's not quite right to do something. Two pastors that we know of just had a leading to go get a checkup, a cardiac checkup. They went, they had EKGs, they had a stress test. Their doctors both said to them, no, you're, you're good. And both of them said, no, no, I, 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 don't, I don't think it is. I think there's something else you need to find. And they pushed until they got a heart cath done. Both of them wound up having a bypass. God was protecting them and helping. But they were listening to this man on the inside. Hallelujah. You know, somebody says, well, if you have faith, you won't go to a doctor. Well, listen, you better have faith when you go to a doctor. You better have. Number one, your faith is at work when you go to a doctor. Number one, by finding the right doctor. Number two, by having the right tests. Number three, by getting the, the most accurate results. And number four, effective treatment. I, you know, it's, it's funny, over the years we've had so many people say, well, I'm having these tests done. I just want you all to pray for me that we'll have an, I'll get a negative report. I'm not about to pray that. I'm going to pray that you get an accurate report. Too many people have gone to the doctor and prayed for a negative report and got it. That wasn't God's plan because they were praying wrong. But they got a negative report. And later, when seriousness really reared its head, come to find out the results were not accurate. Somebody missed something. I mean, I know, this, I know the story of a lady who came in who was in the last stages of breast cancer. And somebody I knew who was a mammographer, you know, thought, I've seen this lady every single year, you know, for several years. How did this happen? 
And she went back and she looked and like three years prior, somebody missed it on the mammogram. You never pray for negative. You always pray for accurate. Always. So you better have faith when you go to a doctor. Not every doctor is the right doctor for you. I've had people say, well, I just need a good Christian doctor. No, I want the best doctor. I don't care if he's a big heathen, as long as he knows what he's doing. When I was in x-ray school, I was in a hospital-based program. And uh, there was a, a doctor who was in the hospital who was a big part of the full gospel businessmen's fellowship. And, there, and he was a sweet man. He really was. But he wasn't that great a doctor. I wouldn't go to him. And then there was, there was a, an orthopedic surgeon who was, I'm telling you, hell on wheels. He was, he was a heathen. I mean, he'd cuss you up one side and down the other, you know, as, you know, a person in the medical field. You know, if he was in the x-ray room with you, I mean, he would, he would give you what for. Nobody really liked working with him because he was so hard to get along with. But he was the most fantastic orthopedic guy I'd ever seen. If I needed an orthopedic guy, who do you think I'm going to? I don't care if you're a nice Christian doctor. I want the guy who knows his business. So when you go to a doctor, pray before you go to the doctor. Pray. You need to pray that he has wisdom, that he understands what you're saying, and that you can understand what he's saying. How many times have I, have I had, had people go to a doctor and say, well, what do they say? Well, I don't really know. He said that, but I didn't understand. I'm going, no, you ask questions. You say, Doc, I love you, if you don't know him that well. You say, you need to give this to me in layman's terms. I need to understand this. You need to make sure he understands what you're trying to tell him. Sometimes we have a problem putting it into words, you know, what our symptoms are, what's going on in our bodies. We need to pray before you go so that you can accurately tell him what's going on and you can accurately understand what he's telling you. Pray before the test that you might have to take. Pray for the skill of the technicians. Pray for the equipment. There have been equipment failures. I, I, I know somebody who went in and had this, and had this test done post-cancer, and this test came back really high, and they panicked and, 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 went, and come to find out the machine was wrong. So, I mean, it happens. I mean, I mean, I worked in lab, too, uh, you know, for, for a while. And, and I know that you have to recalibrate machines, and sometimes machines can be off. You need to pray, pray for the machinery as well as the people who are doing the test so you can get some accurate results. Pray before you get the results. I have a wonderful verse for you. Psalm 111, verse 7. Psalm 111, verse 7. If you need to write this down somewhere and hang on to it, because I guarantee you, you will need to use it at some point. Psalm 111, verse 7. It says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart, oh, I'm, nope, nope. Psalm, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Psalm 112 is down at the bottom of the page. Psalm 112, verse, verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. Let me change this in my notes right now. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Your heart needs to be fixed before you go in there. 
So no matter what they tell you the diagnosis is, you are not troubled. Lori and I were just having a conversation during the meet and greet time because I wanted to verify this. She at one time was told that she, that she had cancer. But what, three different doctors had lung cancer three different times. Not, not at any time during that was she troubled. Turns out is in the, in the end, it wasn't cancer at all. Now, did God, did, did, was it ever cancer? I don't know. It might have been. But she did not receive what they said. Whose report will you believe? So just because you tell me it's cancer doesn't mean I have to receive that and, and begin to let it eat on me. I'm not going to do that. And she didn't let it eat on her. And in the end, no cancer in the lungs. Hallelujah. You have to be proactive with your medical care. If you don't like the sounds of that, or something on the inside of you tells, says to you, that's not right, then you maybe need to get a second opinion. Whatever you have to do. God does not want us to rely solely on medicine. Because medicine, at its best, is limited. God is not limited. That's the difference. I can look around this room, and there's so many of you, you know, that you have that you have sought medical care, and you have you have been blessed. You have had supernatural recovery from surgeries. You have supernatural divine interventions. You've had supernatural care. I mean, cannot spe- specify enough that you believe God along with doing what the medical uh, community tells you to do because God's not limited, but he wants to help you. And if medicine can help you, great. But faith has to be in your heart still. Don't get discouraged if healing looks like it's not coming. Sometimes it's gradual. Sometimes it's little by little, step by step. You know, there's a story of the... the, uh, Men that Jesus prayed for, that they were healed as they went. As they went. Another, another verse uh, that I'm not sure which one of these two it is, and I've got written down here, it said that from this, this particular hour they began to recover. So don't get discouraged if it's gradual. You know, we want everything instantaneously. We live in an instant society, and it doesn't always come instantaneously. But I tell you what, faith built daily will bring you out of whatever the situation might be. You know, medicine can give us time to develop our faith. And our faith is reflected when we have peace, joy, confidence, and it's coming out of our mouth. The word is nigh you even in your mouth. That's how I know when people are in mental ascent and not faith. When they're saying all the right things, oh, no, it's going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. It's, it's going to be fine. And there's not one scripture coming out of their mouth, not one declaration of faith, not one confession of the word. And I'm going, it's all in their head. It's all in their head. And they're usually kind of down the dumps. Oh, I, I, I'm going to be all right. I, I'm going to be all right. No, the person who's going to be all right and really truly believes it, it's got a smile on their face. They're joyful because I got it. Hallelujah. But build your faith while you're well. Build it while you're well. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent His word and healed them. 
He's already sent his word and he's already healed you. Jesus has already provided the healing for you. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to build yourself up on a constant basis so that you're ready. So when the report comes back that it's not good, your heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. I will not be afraid of evil tidings. That's, what you, that's the place you have, you have to be at all the time. Amen. Uh, I have this book in, in the office that we can't get. I don't know if it's out of print. We just can't find it anymore. It's called Faith in Medicine. And this man who wrote it was a doctor. Uh, ear, nose, throat, surgeon, all this, you know, all this, everything to do with the neck and hear up. And, and he's a Rama grad. He went to OR, was on staff at ORU, and he wrote this book. It was, it's an excellent book. But at the very end of the book, he wrote this. He said, it is God's will that we prosper and be in health. Realize that when you visit the doctor or you swallow an aspirin, you are attempting to reach a state of health. And that is the will of God for you. Don't rely on it by itself. Because you still need faith. In the middle of all the medical aid, you still need your faith to be working. Hallelujah. And I had some more things I wanted to say that not, it's kind of like goes along with this, but I guess we will not. Oh, excellent scripture here. Proverbs, let me, let me read this to you. Proverbs 18, verse 9. Now, if you read it in the, in the King James, it's kind, of, it's kind of like, what is that talking about? But let me read it to you in the Amplified Version. It says, He who is loose and slack in his work is brother to him who is a destroyer. Now, this is the part you need to get to. And he who does not use his endeavors to heal himself is brother to him who commits suicide. Let that sink in. To refuse to go to the doctor when your faith is not where it should be and use what you can to heal yourself through that particular avenue says, is brother to him who commits suicide. How many people have died and gone to heaven too soon? Too soon. Long before God wanted them there. Because he had a plan. And the plan wasn't fulfilled. Don't ignore your body. Don't, don't focus on every little thing. I know somebody who does that. I mean, every little, every little twin, just something. I'm going, oh, please. You know, you know, get over it. But I'm telling you, if you're listening to the man on the inside, he'll tell you if that little twinge is something you need to do something about. Do not, do not, do not ignore it. Listen, we're living in the last of the last days. The enemy knows his time is short. He needs to take out as many people as he possibly can to keep you from doing the work God has assigned you to do. Don't let him. Don't let him. Amen. So I'm hoping these, these three services, you know, three lessons, you know, have helped you somehow. I, I, may, I may come back, uh, I don't know, to do one more thing concerning financial things for when, you know, to be prepared for. Um, I've, just, I've just seen quite a lot, you know, in the, in the last few years that are just dismaying to me about how unprepared people are to leave this world and not consider the people that they're leaving behind.
So we may talk about that again. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll just see. But anyway, I want you to know, number one, God's will is always to heal you. That there are reasons why people, there are causes why people do not get healed. It's not, never, never, never on God's end. Never. And God has put medicine here for you to be a blessing to you. Don't discount a blessing God has given us to be able to use. To keep us here, to keep us well, to keep us going, to keep the plan of God going. Amen. Good night. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.